This is Secrets to Win Big, your roadmap to sustained growth. Brought to you by Arjun Sen, founder and CEO of Zen Mango, brand whisperer, top brand growth driver, and a former Fortune 500 executive who has been called one of the most marketing intelligent minds in the business. Find him at zenmango.com. And now, here's your host, Arjun Sen. Welcome to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen. Hi, this is Arjun, welcoming you to this episode. At Secrets to Win Big, you will hear from leaders from all walks of life all over the world. And the one common thread that you will hear all through is for everyone, winning is fun, but winning back to back, continuously winning big, is the sustainable pattern of winning that all of us seek. And that's what we will share and bring with you as you start looking at. Today, my VIP guest is Suzanne Goodspeed. Suzanne is the founding partner of the law firm uh, Goodspeed and Merrill. She not only created just another law firm, okay, but she created something very unique because she created an environment that comprises of attorneys and entrepreneur mindset and a collaborative work ethic, which I really think is incredibly important. Uh, the pr- part that really intrigued me is the special emphasis of her practice in assisting clients in managing risk, preparing for growth, and eventually exit aligned with the client's goals. And here's something I just want to put out there because maybe other law firms too may want to put this kind of a mission statement, vision, talking to some marketing consultants or management consultants. But with Susan, one, working on the same board with her, I got wowed by her strategic thinking. But secondly, I also recommended a friend of mine and that to an amazing golf party. So you know what a big risk I took in in recommending a lawyer. (laughs) But months later, this friend of mine called me back and said, you know, Arjun, the best thing you could have done for me as a buddy is recommend Suzanne and her team because you knew what I needed and they were literally partner slash friend with me during my tough times. Suzanne also acts in a capacity of outside general counsel to small and mid-sized businesses and she has a big heart. She She has served on several non-profit boards and is actively involved in the community. Suzanne Goodspeed, welcome to Secrets to Win Big. Hello, thank you for having me. Suzanne, it's a pleasure. And you know, to me, I think you may have answered the question quite a few times, but I really have to start at the very beginning. What made you choose the legal profession? Well, you know, I think at my core, I'm a problem solver and I'm very detail oriented. So when a client has a problem, it's just my natural inclination to want to find a solution and help. We have to solve a complex puzzle or complex problem. That can be very challenging, but so rewarding um, if you can get them to achieve their goal. I, um, over, you know, 20 years of practice, that um, can not only become interesting, but it's sort of addictive. You start to really get a charge out of saying, oh my gosh, we 
were able to solve this problem for this client. And it was a tough one. A lot of them are very tough and emotional. Um, and that is so personally rewarding. Once you sort of can figure out the, the math behind it, 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 gets, it, it gets really intriguing and fascinating and, and really just downright fun. Um, I love that. Figure out the math behind it. Now you're talking my language. So anytime a client comes in, and I'm not getting into the legal side, I'm just talking exactly at a bigger picture, the vision, the problem solving. How have you created a culture where your team has a clear vision that every client after the first meeting, they leave happy, satisfied, Every client at the end of an engagement, they also leave happy, satisfied. So what is the core of the culture? How have you put that in place, please? Well, number one, I mean, when they come in, you have to get to know them as a person. I mean, this is just super simple and clear to me. Every time everybody who walks into our office, whether they're an institutional client or a family owned business, you have to know the people first. What is the problem? And do we need to add some creativity to solve the problem? But if you don't understand them and connect with them, you know, that's a full stop. They have to leave that first meeting saying, wow, they don't seem like lawyers to me. They seem like someone who would help me, an advisor who actually cares about me and that they're passionate about me and, that, and helping me solve my problem. They'll advocate for me and they'll, and I mean, think really importantly, oh, these seem like lawyers who aren't going to just fill in a blank in a form or um, do this rote practice of treating me like everybody else. They are going to actually like say, oh, there's a practical business-like approach to solving my problem or goal. And then hopefully at the end, I think the other second part of your question at the end, um, I want um, not only like what your friend said, which was very nice and kind of you, um, to feel like we cared and we did a great solid job for them, but I also want them to come away saying, you know what, that lawyer and that law firm, they actually did what they said. They didn't treat me like a number. And I felt like the most important client of the firm. Wow. So to me, what you just said, I really love the five steps that you put in front of me. Step one was when they walk in, you get to know them as a human being and they feel recognized at a very core level, not client number 1472381. Then, as you start going through, you talked about how you and your team put effort into getting to know their problem, which gets them to feel they get me, like they feel heard, instead of, especially for a smaller client, you guys right away putting solution 8216 right away. Third is what you talked about competency is the practical business-like approach. Because even with the first two, if you don't have number three, it doesn't work. And number yeah, four, absolutely. you talked That's what I've, you know, what I always call, well, that's baseline. Of course, mm -hmm. there has to be 
yeah. absolute competency, but all these other things are what make clients come back. Absolutely. And I love that. That's the baseline. But before that, you're putting the human element. Number four, what I found was not only do you put the practical business approach, you do exactly what you say, like that accountability is because many a time, again, bad example, but it just becomes a great first date, which after that you realize it's a totally different origin. But again, this is the part where there's a consistency. And the thread that I really liked all through from the very beginning to all at the end is the client from the day one to at the end of the engagement, leaving with feeling most important person. I love that. I'm just going to use it, of course, give you credit because that is such an important thing because that is to me, again, you know, on a totally different industry when at Zen Mango, anytime we look at, we really believe that we are all in the feeling business. And I really, what you gave me that nugget is most important person from day one to all through becomes important. So now I think, you know, you have an amazing vision. So how do you get every member of your team committed to be in this particular role so they see themselves as a trusted advisor, you know, not a service provider and treat every client quoting you most as a most important person? I try to find the right way among my workforce and my colleagues to constantly emphasize and overemphasize and repeat client service, client service, client service. Um, you know, communication and responsibility. We've, we've, we've been fortunate um, to have a good economy and people get very busy. Clients are very busy. Our service providers are very busy, but you can never, never neglect communication with your clients. This could sort of goes back to what we said as a key goal. They have to feel all the time that they're the most important client of the firm. You might have something much bigger and much more important. You can never let them know that. You need to be responsive, answering in the, you know, I hate it because it sounds so cliche, but it's so true. If you have to under promise and over deliver, do it but be clear and transparent and make sure you're responding and they know where their work is and what's coming next and helping them. You know, one of the worst things people um, don't like, and I, I, you know, especially right now in a world of uncertainty is they don't like uncertain. They don't know, like, I don't know what's coming. Mm -hmm. um, so the more we can help our clients know what's coming, be constantly communicating with them. So I am always emphasizing this um, among my workforce. And then this goes back to the passion for them. They know, they always know you care. Um, you know, also back to, um, you know, also understanding who your audience is and who your client is and what their business is. So important, so important. Yeah, I just, you know, of course, I love, you know, the concept of under promise and then over deliver. But what I liked was how you set the thing up by saying, one, you get to know the business of the client instead of just the human being. And then constantly emphasizing and also love the definition of transparency, as you put in simple layman's term, know what is coming. And I just also want to draw a parallel to the most important client is work we did with Starbucks, where think for a second, if 
one of us, we were a barista and we were attending the drive-through line and see 18 cars. Okay, It's very overwhelming for a 19, 18-year-old kiddo. So we try to rush and give everybody a rapid experience. But what that person doesn't understand that Arjun, it took a lot of planning for him to take that break to get there. That one cup of coffee, the green, white cup with the green logo for which I'll pay six times the market value, it's very important to me, which means I need one of one service, whereas for you it is convenient to give one of many. And I really think that concept, whether you are a legal super, one of the super law, legal law, law firms in, you know, in the country, or you are a single restaurant operator or a business, I really think the most important person is such an amazing concept that goes through. I, I'm glad you said that because that balance too of when I say like we have to take a business-like approach, mm -hmm. we have many, many entrepreneurial and very super sophisticated clients. So oftentimes they come to our doors or they come to our table and they really can understand quickly the risk they're taking. However, so, so we really have to understand that and respect it. On the other hand, I really like your coffee analogy because they're going fast. Mm -hmm. Their eye is on the prize and what they want to do. They want to build a business. They want to get to market. They want to do these things quickly and efficiently. And so sometimes we also have to say, well, hold on. You're paying me good money to give you good advice. Let's temper your excitement and your, your desire for efficiency and to do what you want to do with there can be consequences and let us tell you what those might be. So tempering the excitement and the enthusiasm of entrepreneurial clients with practical, honest advice. If we can, if you can find that balance, mm -hmm. you, you win, you win big. Love that. So to me, I would take that, you know, to a place where I think it's very passionate to me in the strategic side of the business is managing risk. Again, looking at from a business point of view, how do you, working with different clients and different businesses, get to know the business and then start analyzing the risk? Is there any secret framework, formula, anything that you use in your law firm that really sets the benchmark for all of us? It's not actually a big secret. It's, it's asking a lot of good questions and really listening. Right, because the, the, the business clients come in and most of them that we um, advise, one of the things you have to recognize right from the start is they don't walk in saying, I have an unlimited budget and unlimited time and resources, so let's do whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. That is pretty rare. Mm -hmm. So what we have to figure out is, no, we have to distill down we, we have to take the time to listen and understand, but we have to do it fairly quickly so that we're not wasting their time or money. How do we figure out where there are key places that they have blind spots? And we actually have a checklist of sorts that we will go through in some key areas uh, based upon an industry and say, you know, is this, do you have this buttoned up? You know, most clients don't come to us um, they're excellent at what they do. They're wonderful at their businesses. We're not gonna tell them how to run their business. 
but they don't usually come to us having said, I just spent 10 days reviewing every line of my insurance policies, or I studied the internal revenue code to understand how I could have a better structure for a tax mitigation strategy. <laughs> um, you know, no, they don't have time for that. So we have to look at within their budget and their time and their resources, what can, what can help them mitigate problems and help them achieve their goals within that framework of what they have to work with. And I also really like what you talked about is you have a checklist to help each client identify their blind spot because each one of us are really good at few things and we do more of that daily. And for that, I really think that we are competent but when we come to a super professional like you, we really do not know what we do not know. And helping identify, bring that in front is priceless. So if you are just signing up, joining a little late, you're listening to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun. Today, my VIP guest is Suzanne Goodspeed and she is already wowing the heck out of me with simple <laughs> concepts, which are really universal. Susan, I would just want to change the gear a little bit and you know, talk about the pro bono legal service work you have been doing with this or did with this uh, nonprofit preschool for the last 10 plus years. And also you are amazing leader at Aspen Academy and just for disclosure, I'm also on the same board and I get to also have the best seat in the house to watch you lead. So what drives you? What's the vision behind doing it and what you know, what do you get? Like, so what's the biggest satisfaction reward do you get from doing these? Well, I mean, to be honest on this, this was, you know, not a vision. This was born out of necessity. My, my first son, who's now 20, was born with Down syndrome. And we didn't, couldn't find the right preschool to suit his needs. Um, and so, you know, I'm the type of person, if there's a need, we don't have a we don't have an answer to satisfy it. We have to find a solution and it's a challenge and we're gonna turn this challenge in, in, into an opportunity. So we dove in head first and you know, started raising money and started a school and um, that's it, you know? I mean, sometimes things are that simple. And then um, I don't think I understood then what I understand now about how personally rewarding that would be, I feel, you know, that um, this is one of those things in life that you, you think when you're young, you can control everything. And then something can slap you in the face and say, you know what, you're not so smart. You can't control everything. There are surprises mm -hmm. along the way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you, and you just, you embrace them and, um, and you move forward one foot in front of the other. So that's really, you know, what that was about. Love that it's like two parents trying to solve a challenge and that it turns into an opportunity which i really think creates the path for so many other amazing kiddos who are going through similar challenges in life and again you know heartfelt congratulations to you and your husband for on this amazing journey yeah so I mean, thank you you know because then we met some of the most amazing people that I've had the pleasure of knowing in our community. Mm -hmm. And we've banded together, you know, to help kids with disabilities 
and watching a little, nothing's more than rewarding than watching a little fledgling thing grow in into something that's got a waiting list. Mm -hmm. And when there were children who started at that preschool, they were told by practitioners and doctors, oh, your child may never walk, your child may never talk, mm -hmm. you know, it's great closing a deal and winning big in business, but there's mm -hmm. nothing like the personal satisfaction you can get the first day of that child who was told they're not going to take a step, takes a step, or they say a word. I mean, woo, that's magical, right? That's magical. Yeah, and you know, to me, this connects me to one of my favorite persons in the business world, and I worked for him, Blaine Hurst, who just retired as the president CEO of Panera. He mission in life to work for this hotel chain that they're building out of Clemson called Shepherd Hotel, where 30 to 40% of the work is given to uh, young adults who in some way are mentally or have some disability. And what Blaine talked about in this incredible way, and Blaine is such a simple man, he said, you know, Arjun, I never put you in charge of finance and I never put David in charge of marketing. I put the right talent at the right place, but I never made you feel that you are finance knowledge deficient and David to be marketing knowledge deficient. So what he talked about is how do you put the right talent and the very fact they are putting these right people there and this is a boutique hotel chain that they're starting. And it's like visionaries like you and Blaine create paths for so many other parents to maximize what their kiddos are, you know, get to because the rest of us do not know the potential. And again, one more time, you know, so proud that you shared about this amazing passion. Thank you. So taking all these, if we take it beyond legal profession to so many of us who are listening to this, what would be your advice as a leader? Like, what does it take mm -hmm. to be successful? Uh, you know, I think that the most important thing for me is to be a lifelong learner, um, to be patient and be persistent. I, I never don't think I will ever feel as though I've arrived. I feel like I'm always learning. There's, I'm always, there's more to learn. There's more to know. Um, you know, and I think you just touched on one that's so important. Surround yourself with people who are much smarter and harder working than you and don't be threatened by that. You know, if you're trying to replace yourself and surrounding yourself with that kind of talent and integrity, you can't go wrong. And then you, then you, then you work off of one another's strengths and weaknesses. I mean, you just talked about the, you know, what my partner's great at, I have weaknesses in and vice versa. And that's how we can boast, you know, one another up and lift one another up and be successful. That's probably my biggest secret, Arjun, to winning. Um, surround myself with people who are smarter and, and better than me. I love that. Is lifelong learner, don't ever feel you have arrived. I really love that hunger, that passion to always get better. And also there's a humility on the other side of it because it's not fun to work for somebody who knows it all because, you know, my wife and myself, we always talk about if you tell me what to do, how to do, and also when to do, why do you need me? 
And of course, you know how much of a relationships expert I am. So I really think that is brilliant what you talked about and also surrounding yourself with those who are smarter than me. And I just have to share this tiny story is in India, you know, in Indian mythology, there's this character for Arjun, the biggest warrior of all times. You know, and I was asking my grandma a loaded question. Why did you name me Arjun? I was expecting an incredible answer. So my grandma said, you know, Arjun wasn't always the smartest man. But Arjun asked questions to Krishna because of which a lot of things, answers came to us. So when you were born, and this part really hurt, but I think it was a compliment that you may not turn out to be the smartest of kiddos, but naming you Arjun, knowledge will flow to you. And really, I feel today is such a blessing because none of us will ever know everything. But if you can create that pipeline of knowledge flowing to you, that I think is really powerful. So, where to find it? So, no, current times are really tough times. Okay, tough is an understatement. So, what's your advice? What do we do <sighs> in current times? Whether it's an Aspen Academy, a school, or a business, or a client, what's something common, a nugget that you're sharing with clients? You know, I think what we're sharing with clients and friends and I'm trying to reflect on myself is we just all have to be flexible and nimble. We have to try our best to expect the unexpected like never before and, and, and take a moment to understand and give ourselves the permission to say, I may not be able to predict with certainty what's gonna happen next. We have a lot of uncertainty right now and I think when, and when you get it wrong, you're, we're all going to get it wrong. I mean, there, it, there are so many surprises and so much is changing so fast. Then you have to say to yourself, okay, I, I got that wrong, but forget it and move on. Like take a moment to learn from that lesson or what it was that you maybe could have done differently, but then you got to forge ahead without regret and just keep going, you know, no dwelling on that negative. Um, and speaking of spouses, I think it's like also a simple thing um, that my husband and I adopted when we were married over 24 years ago. And that was this idea. And I think you can apply it in business, which is just never go to bed mad. Just reflect on it. What's the solution? That's what I'm going to do starting tomorrow. I love that part is when you're wrong, learn, forget and forge ahead without regret. I really can see that to be that cool magnet with Suzanne Goodspeed written there. <laughs> Simply brilliant. You know, one thing is, you know, talking to lawyers, leaders, as well as a lot of sports personalities, I just feel found that a lot of them remove words from their dictionary. Like an athlete I've talked to, one of the first things he did was at the age of four, took a dictionary and removed the word no, such a powerful concept. You know, what are words not in Suzette's dictionary? I think that's funny about the word no. My husband says I don't know that word either. And then I raise my hand a little too much and need to learn no. Um, but I think, my, uh, I think my word that I would probably have to choose is the word but. And, mm. and I'll explain what I mean by that. You know, I really don't like... Um, excuses you know but for or if this should have happened you know but 
I think that, um, you know, learning as we mature and grow in our professional and personal lives, taking responsibility and not making excuses is the most brilliant thing people can do mm-hmm. to earn, especially to earn respect from their peers and others. Um, however, it's, you got to be careful too, because I think you have to be sincere with that. You, ha- you can't say it if you don't mean it. Mm-hmm. So I think it, the, it's the word, but. Love that. I also picked up a second nugget from you is the definition of sincerity is say what you mean. And I think that is such a powerful part in our concept is many a time we use words just for the heck of it. But I really think that's the core for authenticity. You know, what person or one thing that inspired you the most in life? Well, I am a lawyer, so I'm going to tell you, um, I have a lot of respect and admiration for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, And I'm not necessarily referring to her um, legal holdings or um, the law, but just who she is and what she's done over her career, her sheer tenacity and just absolute brilliance in navigating some really tough moments in history, civil rights, women's rights, and through some really impossible personal challenges. Her story is amazing. Um, But I think that you said something earlier. I I like the nugget. I think the nugget and why she's so brilliant and um, has been so successful is her tactical and subtle and quiet way of achieving her goal. I mean, powerful, um, so not quiet shouldn't be re- be confused with timid, <laughs> um, but this tactical, subtle, and quiet way that she would achieve her goal is, you know, really in- inspiring to me. And and now we watch her at the age of eighty seven, and she's still doing a physical workout, and she's still challenging her mental well being by working so hard and reading and. Um, I, I find that just such an inspiration and a great role model for all of us. I love that. And also the way when she appears in what some of the late night talk shows, the fun personality, like to me, she also with that amazing mind and body, she also knows how to enjoy moments in life and put a laughter on her face. And that's the last thing I would have expected from somebody that intense and defining for the country. And I think like, you know, for female professionals and young women, um, the thing that I would say is, and then know when sometimes you have to say, I dissent. Mm-hmm. Like she's been, a, she's been an inspiration in that regard too. No, when you say I dissent, I love that. <laughs> so, with all your wisdom, if you could time travel and go back and meet Suzanne Goodspeed, uh, Suzanne just graduating from college, what would be one advice you would have for that amazing kiddo who'll have a great future? Yeah, I just would stop talking so much and more, more listening and seizing the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Time just goes by so fast and, you know, 
when you get older, I just, I, you know, I think back and say, oh, I wish I would have taken my time doing that or learning that or, um, I don't, I don't know if anybody has ever really figured out how to capture that. If you could have a guest that could teach me how to do that, I would love it. And, you know, one of the things, again, talking to some of the top sports personalities, you know, when I asked them, the difference between a day we are on the top of their game versus others, they talk about the day they know at any point of time what's the only one thing to do. To the point where when you're chewing gum that day, you're just chewing gum, you're feeling every part. When you look reading a part, again, you know, I'm talking about golf, the, apparently the gra grass blades get thicker and bigger. And that is what focusing is. But I really think that's the challenge for all of us is how do we focus on that one thing? So finally, I just want to look at, you know, you have such an incredible process. You talked about, you know, identifying the blind spot for each client to taking your team through. And I just also find that for every super professional and an amazing leader like you, success is not random. Like there's a prior process and a plan because success that comes from a process and a plan can be repeated. So is there a process that you can share about what's the first thing you do in the morning or one of the last things you do when your professional work day is, you know, wrapping up? Well, this is, here's the challenge, right? Because we've just talked about really honing in and focus, but on the other hand, I think one of the things for me that's so important in what I do and that I have to constantly be thinking about is thinking ahead. You know, if I have a chessboard in front of me, I love to use that analogy. I'm not just thinking about the next move. I'm thinking about three, four, five moves ahead. So one of the things I do every morning before I stand upright is I'm always thinking about what's next. And I do this little like what I think of like a dress rehearsal in my head of everything that's going to happen um, in particular that day. And I imagine in my head how it's going to play out. And I think proactively about that, um, you know, especially for example, if I'm going to meet with a client, I, I might have that conversation in my own head. Um, to better prepare myself and think about the possible outcomes. Love that. And what's the last thing? Uh, the last, this is, the, I'm gonna be honest on this one. I, I, I'm terrible at this. This is where I need much improvement. I have, I have a hard time finishing my work day. <laughs> mm -hmm. I just, I sometimes I just have to like pick up a good fic fiction book and lay my head down and hope I fall asleep. <laughs> love that thank you for sharing so so Susan this has been such an incredible sharing on your behalf okay? so I really appreciate you being here today and sharing with all of us thank you thank you it was my pleasure I really enjoyed it so, so this is secrets to win big with Arjun today you you know you heard from Suzanne Goodspeed and this has so many incredible nuggets and some of the highlights that I want to bring in front of you are one is that whole framework that put in is universal okay? whether it's a lawyer or somebody coming for legal help somebody coming to any business any service I really like the five steps of know them as a person make them feel that they are recognized as a human being 
Secondly, instead of just like many times we get excited to, but you know, we are all experts. We start talking about what we can do, but instead to pause and help them talk, listen, and that makes them realize that this group, I came to this team, they get me. That I think is such an important thing on the professional side at the end of a first date, get feeling that they get me. Then, you know, what Susan talked about is the baseline is you still have to be a competent solution provider because that's the reason they are there. And in this particular case, what Susan talked about to show the practical business approach, like approach to show them that we know what we are doing. And when you listen to the entire podcast, you also will see how Susan talked about keeping an eye on the prize, helping clients identify their blind spot and also pacing clients because clients can be very unreasonable. You know, at a faster speed, they cannot get what they want. And I really think that's where the maturity comes in. And when they follow up, you know, Susan and team follows up and they do what they said, that becomes the actual proof because that is what the actual physical service that the client wants, but how it is delivered. And all this results in the most important person on this planet. Yes, a client knows that Susan and team works on other clients. Okay, absolutely. But the fact is feeling that I'm the number one because you made me feel number one. That was really priceless. I also love the definition of transparency. Know what is coming. That was brilliant. Always also, Suzanne, what you talked about is always think ahead. But what you talked about was not just think. You play the game of chess four to five steps. You're seeing and playing it out. What's ahead, I really think, prepares us. And again, I would take that and compare that to a golf example of when I was just practicing, I was taught by one of the top professionals, purposeful practice with feedback. Ideally, it's a dress rehearsal, and that's exactly what Suzanne, you're doing. Again, I can go on and on, but this is just a flavor. Suzanne, you are such an amazing human being. Thank you again for sharing about your passion. You and your husband, you guys are absolutely incredible for turning the challenge into an opportunity. Thank you again. So you're listening to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen. It's truly a pleasure to bring you Suzanne Goodspeed. And of course, in the next episode, I'm looking forward to bringing you stories and secrets from another leader, from another corner of the world, another walk of life. Thank you again and happy listening. You've been listening to Secrets to Win Big with Arjun Sen, founder and CEO of Zen Mango, brand whisperer top brand growth driver and a former Fortune 500 executive who has been called one of the most marketing intelligent minds in the business. To learn more, visit www.zenmango.com. Share this podcast with your friends and subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Come <laughs>